It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. In high school, played baseball mm-hmm. all four years. Yeah. 10 for 10 in stolen bases. Okay. Element of surprise. <laughs> they looked and said, no way he's going. Gotcha. No chance he's going. I remember I did it <laughs> I did it one time. I was standing at second base, and there were bleachers over by third base. Uh-huh. And two of my brothers were at the game. Yeah. And, of course, the third base coach is the head coach. Uh-huh. And he gives me the steal sign for me to take off and steal third. I take off, and my brother Bill yells, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Did you, did you steal the base? Oh, I was safe. Oh, there you go. There you go. I know you looked at him afterward. You say, how you like me now? I stood up like Ricky Henderson. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Earlier today, we have really delved into the... Justin Fields discussion and where he is going to fit in the long term of the league and how good he is going to be. So our producer Evan Wilner had the idea the other day and we decided to do it today. Let's take the players in the league right now that if we were starting a franchise, we would draft to start that franchise. In other words, every pick we make was the very first player that we would start the franchise with. Yes. Almost like resetting. So here's what happened. Canty had the first pick. He went Patrick Mahomes. I went Josh Allen. He went Joe Burrow. I went Lamar Jackson. He went Justin Herbert. I then turned to TJ Watt. He goes Micah Parsons. I go Jamar Chase. Canty goes Sauce Gardner. I went Tyree Kill, and then finally at 11, Canty goes Justin Fields. Mm. And as we were having this discussion prior, we both knew one answer that was definitively going to be true, that you were going to have Justin Fields in that discussion taken before Tua. Mm -hmm. Um, The other guys that I would have considered in there would have been Justin Jefferson. Uh, Maybe I would have considered Jalen Hurts, but maybe not quite yet. I think that Justin Fields is going to end up having a slightly better skill set than Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. But Canty overall, it feels like right about where it should be. Yeah, but think about it, Carlin. The quarterback is the most important position in the sport. And you can make the argument the most important position in all of team sports. And so, of course, when we start talking about players we would draft to build a team – it's going to be a quarterback forward list. And in looking at the guys that we're talking about taking ahead of Justin Fields, you're talking about guys that have all pro MVP potential. Yeah. That's where it's at. Like I'm sitting there looking at the rem- the remaining list of quarterbacks that are out there. Guys like Tua, Jalen Hurts. Um, if you want to throw um, Kyler Murray in that conversation, I'm looking at all of these different players and saying, I ain't taking any of those guys over Justin Fields. Not one of them. No. No, I, I mean, I don't even What's think about What's the difference it. for you <clears throat> between Fields and Hurts right now? 
I think the upside. Yeah. I mean, think about it this way. Like, in, in Jalen Hurts' second year, and, and he's stepping into a much better situation, a better franchise than Fields was, mm-hmm. you're talking about clearly seeing signs of, you know, potential there. But there felt like there could be a ceiling on Jalen Hurts' ability. I don't see a ceiling on Justin Fields' ability. He can make every single throw, Carlin. And, and imagine when he figures out the mechanics and how to read defenses and focuses on the fundamentals with his footwork. I mean, it, it's going to it's gonna take off. And then think about putting more talent around him. I, I think that's the next step for the Chicago Bears as an organization. But we saw this huge leap for Jalen Hurts from year two to year three. And a, a lot of it is predicated on the organization adding pieces around Jalen. And then Jalen having the wherewithal to improve his fundamentals. If Justin Fields takes a similar path in terms of his trajectory, then there's no question in my mind that Justin Fields is going to be a better quarterback. When I'm evaluating the two players, Justin Fields has the higher ceiling than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. The the one thing I'm going to really have trouble with as we go along, the fact that I took Tyreek Hill at 10, is this discussion about Tua for MVP – is going to continue, and I don't want to take anything away from what he's done this yeah. year because going through what he has gone through with the concussion, with everything around that, and coming back. And then the controversy. Hold on, we got to give him credit too for the controversy with Stephen Ross, the owner. Yep. Going to Brian Flores, telling him to tank and lose games, and then the tampering with Tom Brady. It's been a lot that's going on with yep. the Dolphins franchise since Tua got there. So I will give him credit for being able to respond in a season where we came in wondering whether or not he'd be able to figure it out with the talent they put around it. This is a principle, though, for me. I am not going to be able to vote for a guy for MVP when I don't think he's the MVP of his team. Now, Canty, we can sit here and talk about what the Dolphins were without him, right? But I feel like if we put a representative quarterback in the same position as Tua, the Dolphins wouldn't be any different. Well, well, here's the thing I will say, Carlin. I don't. I want my quarterback to be able to be productive when everything around him ain't perfect. We ain't been able to say that about Tua. We certainly have been able to say that about Justin Fields. Now the record is three and seven. It is what it is. But in the last month of football, the guys accounted for 13 touchdowns to only three turnovers. Carlin, there's something to be said for that. That's that's damn impressive. Oh, On the okay. season, he's got the 11th best QBR. But it, let and me ask awful. But if we took, I'll just throw a couple of names at at you, and you tell me if the production from the Miami offense would, at the very least, be very, very similar, hmm. very close. If you took Trevor Lawrence, would it be close? I mean, who? That's such a hard conversation to have, Carlin. I know it, you don't it, love it really hypotheticals. Is. It's but a here's hard the, conversation. The overall to have. point in this is simply that the weapons around Tua are what is making Tua better as opposed to the Tua being the force multiplier. Mm-hmm. The weapons of the force multiplier. Yes. That's my issue. Yeah, they rebuilt the offensive line. They added Jalen Hurts, I mean Jalen Waddle to go along with Tyreek Hill. They've got two running backs in Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. I, I mean, they, they've got, there is nothing, there's no position that you look at on that Miami offense and say they don't have a damn good football player at. Is there anybody in your draft that you would change right now? No. That you have? No. Me neither? No. And 
No. This is why, like... I, I'm looking at that T.J. Watt pick a little bit funny, but that's that's the only one. I mean, 22 and a half sacks last year. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I think we saw the other day what kind of a difference he makes. Yeah, that's true. That, that's true. That's true. And you lead the league in sacks back-to-back years. Yeah, I, I can see it. That, I, can that, see I it. mean, that's where I'm coming from. Is T.J. Watt a better football player than Michael Parsons? Right now? Yeah. Yeah. Is he, is he a better football player? Yes, he is. Okay. Right now. Okay. Right now, I think Micah's probably going to end up being better overall. Okay. But let's call it what it is. Michael, Micah, and I've been paying close attention due to our financial interest in Micah Parsons, <laughs> uh, disappeared the other day. No, he, not, he not really a factor. He, he, disappeared. he didn't disappear. They had that offensive lineman on his ass. <laughs> he didn't disappear at all. He disappeared behind the offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> they had offensive lineman pre-releasing on number 11. It's not what you want to see, boss. All right, so you tell us who is too high and who is too low in this redraft. Are we way off in this? Who are we forgetting? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Plus, stock up, stock down in the NFL. It's all on the way on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. And Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. So at this juncture of the year, we're through week 10. Whose stock is on the way up? Whose stock is on the way down? It's a fast, pacey way to talk about the NFL. Let's get some music. Let's get Evan Wilner in here. Let's make it all happen. And let's jam a lot right into this segment. Five pounds of meat into a two-pound bag. Let's go. Evan Wilner, host away. Stock up, stock down. Are you buying or selling stock into the Jets in the second half, Chris Carlin? I'm buying some stock in the Jets. Now, I'm not buying stock where I'm going to be buying plane tickets to Arizona, but I'm buying some stock into the Jets. I think there's continued improvement. I just want to see the quarterback actually make plays to win games as opposed to, hey, son, just don't screw it up. That, that's, that's been the mentality the last few weeks. 
Let's see the growth, but I'm buying stock up. Yeah, I'm buying stock in the Jets, too. They're going to make the playoffs despite what the quarterback is, Carlin. If they don't make the playoffs, then you got serious questions in terms of what you're going to do at quarterback this offseason. But you got winnable games at home down the stretch against the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. That gets you to nine wins. Nine wins probably get you a wild card in the AFC. So, yeah, I'm buying stock in the Jets because I feel like that defense can carry you most of the way there. Mm. Next. Are you buying or selling stock Chris Canty in the Dallas Cowboys in the second half? Uh, I am I am flat on the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm not stock That's a cop up out. and I'm not stocked down. Well, here's the reason why, Carlin. They can't stop the run. Mm-hmm. If you can't stop the ground, it's going to be pretty hard to play defense. All of those pass rushers that you have, this vaunted Cowboys front four, yeah, you're, not getting, you're not getting after the quarterback on third and two. So that's a big part of the problem, and that showed up in Green Bay. What also showed up is their defense allowing a lot of explosive plays. Another thing that showed up is them not having another go-to guy outside of number 88. In overtime, you had a third and three and a fourth and three. That dropped back, nobody got open. That's a problem for the Cowboys. I do think they're a good team. They'll be in the playoff mix. As a wild card, I don't think they can contend for the division. Why do I feel like if I couldn't stop the run, you would disown me? It's very personal with well, you you're stopping built, the run. You're built to stop the oh, run. Oh, I'm built to you're stop built the run. You're built to stop the run. It doesn't now. mean I'm gonna. <laughs> you're gonna put me out there like Fletcher Cox for 70 plays. You got no <laughs> shot. <laughs> Fletcher didn't like that, by the way. No, he did not. Yeah, he did no, not like he that. did not. He's not feeling great about that today. Uh, I am. I am gonna. I am gonna sell my stock in the Cowboys. Selling it. Yeah. It wasn't good what we saw. I'm not. I'm not feeling good about it. Yeah. I'm just not. And my whole problem with the Cowboys at this point is that there are better teams in the NFC, and I'm getting to the point where I have to consider that the New York Giants are better than the Cowboys, and that is a big step for me mm-hmm. right now. Now, I didn't think the Cowboys were going to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year. I don't think we'll get to that point. The Cowboys are going to be in the playoffs. I, absolutely. But I think overall I'm I'm selling stock. Next. How about the Patriots? Bill Belichick, we buying stock or selling stock in New England heading into the second half, Chris. I'm Carolina. dumping that like it's junk bonds. <laughs> <laughs> like it's FTX? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Wow. It's too soon. Get too me soon, out. Ev. Get me out. I'm on the phone with the broker. Get me the hell out of this. I got to go. No, nah, I'm sorry. Until they convince me they have a quarterback, I'm out. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Fourth toughest schedule the rest of the way. I am dumping the stock of the New England Patriots. Stock down, Ev. Stock down. Next. Are you dumping Bill Belichick like some want to do in New England? Oh, we can get that another day. Nah. I, I would probably say yes to that, too. But that's, that's another conversation for another day. Next. Chargers. By the way, we're going to be having that conversation, too. You buying Next. or selling stock in the Chargers in the second half, Chris Carlin? Uh, I'm selling. I don't have the faith. And you know what I'm really disappointed in with the Chargers? They brought in Austin Johnson and, and Sebastian Joseph Day to stop the run, and the Chargers have still been bad against the run. Yeah. Really bad against the run. And A.J. was hurt, too. But uh, And I don't think Sebastian could do it all by himself. They just haven't improved defensively, and that's what Brandon Staley's supposed to be, right? Yeah. So, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm selling stock in the Chargers. Right yeah, now. it's stock down for me. I was never really buying stock in the Chargers anyway. The Chargers are kind of like Bitcoin. 
everybody keeps telling you that it's the next big thing, and it never really comes around. And that's kind of where I'm at with the Chargers. So, yeah, I don't think Brandon Staley is going to be the head coach of this team in 2023, and I could imagine this team going on an epic collapse in the second half of the regular season. Next. The Bengals, are we buying or selling stock in the second half from the defending AFC champs, Chris Canty? I am buying stock in the Cincinnati Bengals because I'm buying stock in Joey B, man. I have a hard time seeing these guys outside looking into the playoffs. Now, that's not to say that it's going to be easy for them. Because, Carlin, they got the Tennessee Titans on the road. They got the Kansas City Chiefs, a division game against the Cleveland Browns, which they got blasted by two weeks ago, a few weeks ago. And then you got the Bucks, the Patriots on the road, Bills, and the Ravens to finish it off. So it's a tough schedule. A lot of that's going to be without Jamar Chase. But I do think Joe Burrow finds his way to getting three or four more wins and a wild card in the AFC. I'm going to buy stock, and and the reason is it's not like it's going to be week 15 or 16 or 17 that Chase is going to be back. Mm -hmm. They're hopeful for week 12. Okay. They're hopeful for week 12. So if that's the case, if Jamar Chase gets back that early, and and I think that even if it's week 13, I'm fine with it. I'm buying stock in the Cincinnati Bengals. Next. You buying stock or selling stock in our guy Jeff Saturday and the Colts in the second half, Chris Carlin? Uh, there was a run on Jeff in the last couple of days. It's like an IPO, right? <laughs> Get that stock price way up there. Wins the first game. I'm getting out. Yeah, you better. I'm dumping. Yeah. Because it doesn't hide the – and it's not Jeff. It doesn't hide the problems of that football team. Here's a newsflash. They beat a really bad team. Really bad. Like epically bad. So, no, I'm not buying stock off of that. I am going to dump it off. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm selling this thing off, too. I think there's going to be a margin call on the Colts <laughs> the rest of the way on the season. Liquidate! <laughs> exactly. I don't think Everything you're going to, must go! I don't think you're going to be able to afford to hang on to that thing. So, yeah, I, I would absolutely sell the Colts stock down. This is going to be a team that's going to be trying to move up to the top of the draft and get a quarterback because they currently don't have one. You always see teams get a little bit of a bump when they fire a coach midseason. They always come out competitive in that following game. And as you mentioned, Carlin, it was the Raiders. So, yeah, I'm not buying into the Colts getting their season turned around just because Jeff Saturday had a good day at the office. It's his first time as a head coach. One more next. Yeah, this one's interesting. The 49ers. We buying or selling stock in Jimmy G and the 49ers heading into the second half? I'm buying stock. I'm buying it, baby. Let's go. I'm all in. Just like John Lynch is all in, and he traded for Christian McCaffrey. Nikki Bosa's going to get healthier. We'll see what happens with Eric Armstead. Drake Greenlaw is already back. Fred Warner. I mean, you know the name. Hufanga has turned himself into an all-pro caliber player at safety for them. And then just all of the weapons that they have on the offense. The key word for the 49ers is yak. And I'm not talking about that stuff that Shannon Sharp drinks. I'm talking about yards after catch. It's Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Those guys can make it happen. It ain't about believing in Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is just throwing five to ten yard passes and letting those guys do the heavy lifting. So, yeah, I am buying stock in the 49ers. I said before the season that this team could find themselves representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. I still feel that way, even though it looks like they might have to go the wild card route. I'm buying as well, and again, about getting a little bit healthier, too, uh, as the season goes along. I 
I, I just think that the 49ers have the chance by the time we get to week 18 to be the most complete team in the NFC. I'm still sticking by the Eagles, but the 49ers have that opportunity. I am buying stock in the 49ers. So that was buy or sell or stock up, stock down, whatever it is. And I thought it worked out pretty well. It was pretty happy. Carlin, this note about the 49ers, they only play two teams that have a winning record the rest of the way. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's not bad. That's not bad. It's not bad, Bob. <laughs> not bad. Kenty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. You know, the big story last night was not who was in the top four. It's still the same top four. It's the guys who were knocking on the door on the outside looking in. How easy is it for a couple of them to slide into that number four spot? I will tell you, it's pretty easy. Kenty and Carlin, next ESPN Radio. Five pounds of meat into a two-pound bag. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ah, yes. The college football rankings, the playoff rankings came out last night. Week three of it, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, this Mayhem Moment brought to you by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. So the top four stayed the same. Mm -hmm. Nothing changed. So on the outside looking in right now, we have got Tennessee at five. Yep. We have got LSU at six. And I believe we have USC at seven. Accurate? That is accurate. That is accurate. So, the question becomes, what has to happen for these teams on the outside looking in to get in? Now, Canty, just being honest here, I obviously see a ton of Big Ten football. I don't believe Michigan is all that good. Yeah. And you said that because their quarterback position is unsettled. I think that's that's. The issue. The thing to remember. Blake Corum is a hell of a football Blake player. Blake Corum is. And they play good defense. They do play excellent defense, and Blake Corum is tremendous. And Donovan Edwards, his the other running back, is also excellent. They can run the football. It's just, is Ohio State going to be able to turn them into semi-one-dimensional? Because I want to see if J.J. McCarthy, who, remember, until like week two of the year, was in a quarterback battle yeah. with Cade McNamara. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be good enough to make enough plays when they need him to? I don't necessarily believe in his ability to do that. 
Candy, even if there is a, a, a scenario where Ohio State were to edge out Michigan in that final game of the year, I expect that Michigan is going to get left out of the top four. Yeah, Tennessee's in. Yes. I mean, when you look at Tennessee's remaining schedule, they've got South Carolina and they've got Vanderbilt. Now, assuming Georgia goes undefeated the rest of the way, Georgia is going to go into the SEC championship game out of the SEC East, not Tennessee. So it feels like Tennessee is going to get in by almost by default because right. Ohio State or Michigan, somebody's got to lose that game. Now the question becomes, can TCU hang in there? Now the remaining regular season schedule, they got Baylor, they got Iowa State. There's there's nothing to write home about with those two programs right now. Baylor's, Baylor's not a walkover. It's not a walkover, but Baylor is a four-loss team. Yes. So, I, I you know, their test is going to come. it's in Waco, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it's in That, that game is in Waco. It's yeah. on the road for TCU. But, I mean, think about it. TCU is in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. So, they're going to have a ton of fans at that game, too. So, I... The question becomes, what does the Big 12 championship game look like for TCU? Well, uh, can they get out of that unscathed? Well, the in likelihood is, right, Kansas State at this point, you know, if they're number two right yeah. now, because they don't have divisions. Yeah. Um, they already beat Kansas State this year by 10. Yeah. So I don't think that TCU is going to have a terribly difficult path there, even though the committee. Would it be Kansas State or Oklahoma State? Uh, right now, Kansas State's in front of them. Okay, because Kansas State's five and two in the conference, and Oklahoma State's four and three. Right now, okay. All right, so uh, I I think that's where it would go. Okay, and I, I I understand that TCU has impressed the committee with the win over Texas. <sighs> I don't know. It's a Big 12 bias. I'm not going to lie. It was a hell of a win over Texas. That was a huge game, and they got that win over Texas. That meant everything for TCU in terms of maintaining their standing because a lot of people out there assume that's where they would trip up. Yeah. TCU going on the road in Memorial Stadium and beating the Longhorns. Like, that was an impressive win. And as long as they can stay the course, they're going to be in. Now, do I think they're on par with the other teams that are in the playoff right now? I don't, Carlos. Yeah, neither do I. I don't think TCU is that good. I have a Big 12 bias, unfortunately. Here's Boo Corrigan, who is the uh, CFP Selection Committee chair. Everyone was very impressed to go to Texas in in Austin, full house, you know, to give up three points. As you all know, the other other touchdown was a scoop and score. Mm -hmm. Yeah. by Texas. But again, you, we want teams to continue to grow, teams to continue to get better, and that certainly is something that TCU has done this season. Uh, one other thing I'm very curious about, USC. This might be, for USC, or in general, the most consequential USC-UCLA game in a long time. Mm. Because SC UCLA is 16th in the country right now. That game is uh, a an 8 o'clock game this coming weekend. I will be very into watching that, and then they get a shot at Notre Dame uh, in the end of the year. I mean, that's those are a good couple ways to really boost your resume if you get those two wins. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to see USC being in a New Year's Six game, right? Like, yep. that, like that would be the thing in the first season of the Lincoln-Riley era. I mean, everybody assumed it was going to take him some time to get his guys into the program. If they were able to come away from with the season and saying that we're in a New Year's Six game and we're a top six program in the college football playoff, I think that's a huge statement in terms of 
them building a resume and resurrecting their significance in the college football landscape. I, I, I would make the argument that if they win those two games, that they would belong there if Michigan or TCU loses. Over Tennessee? I can make that Ooh, argument. Ooh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I can make that argument. I don't know. I mean, Tennessee did get their doors blown off, and, you know, you've got, you know, SC lost a game to a ranked team in Utah by one point. Yeah. One point. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Do they have? Would they have a win as good as Tennessee has against Alabama? <laughs> Let's see here real quick. I, I doubt it. No, but I'm just going to no, double check. No, no. Just going to double check. Well, they beat Rice. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on the road uh, against Utah is a nice win, but yeah, it's not. No, Alabama. they lost. A, they lost a to oh, Utah. They lost to Utah by on one road, point. Yeah. yeah. Listen, if if they were win to win the last two, and they do it on the road at UCLA, and then against Notre Dame, eh, you're right there. You're right there. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. What do we do? We make people money. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. That time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. About that time. Rough rough night last night. Yeah. Primetime party last night. We got hosed. We got hosed. Oh, for three. Oof. We got hosed. Let's get back in the game. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. It's Garland's best play of the night. The taste of money. We need a slump buster, and our slump buster is in the Mac tonight. We've got some action. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's go. We are not rooting for anybody in particular to win. No, we are. We actually are. We're rooting for Thomas Hammock from Northern Illinois. He's their head coach. He was one of my position coaches when I was with the Baltimore Ravens. Played in the league a little bit. I, I know him well. I'm rooting for them to win. But most importantly tonight, I'm rooting for us to right. win. Well, we got to get a win. Call Tommy and tell him we need points. Okay. Because we're going over. Hello. Miami of Ohio and Northern Illinois. <laughs> over. 44 and a half. And we're going to parlay that with. Over. Western Michigan, Central Michigan, 49. Some people are calling it the battle for Michigan. Some people are saying that. Yeah. Some happening. people are saying mm-hmm. Uh of subpar football. Yeah, directional uh, schools. <laughs> <laughs> directional schools in Michigan, yeah. Western Michigan, Central Michigan over 49. Miami of Ohio and Northern Illinois over 44 and a half. What are we paying out? Sometimes Plus it's the worst. Here we go. Sometimes it's the best. Best. 
Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Correction on Caesar Sportsbook plus two sixty four. Plus two sixty four. Okay, so a little bit bump. A little not bit of bad. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Three and out. Brought to you by Indeed. Uh, for hiring need, visit indeed.com slash credit. All right, my friend. Story number one. November 6th, my hero. It's a runner by the name of Uncle Chen. Ran a marathon in China, three hours, 28 minutes, while chain-smoking cigarettes. That according to Canadian Running. Uncle Chen. I wouldn't do it any other way if I was going to do it. By chain smoking? <laughs> now, what was his explanation as to why he was chain smoking while he was running? He said that the smoke actually does something to expand your lungs, which is just not even remotely true. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. He, I, he ran it under three and a half hours, though. Yeah. Very impressive. I, let me tell you something. When we go and look at athletic feats of all time, that's going to get overlooked, and it's a shame. It's a shame. It, it is a shame. Not all heroes. Roger Bannister, pucker up, Buttercup. This guy did it with cigarettes. I mean, not all heroes wear capes, Carl. <laughs> the, the only thing I'm sitting here thinking to myself, how could you do all of this running and there's not a check at the end of it? I could, I could never. I don't understand. Yeah, no. It, it, I, I'll say this, too, by the way, real quick. If you run a marathon, we get it. You don't need to tell us all about it. The people who run the marathon and keep telling you about it, mm, that's a little problem. We got some breaking news. Yes, we do. A little bit of breaking news. This, according to Woj, ESPN sources suspended all-star guard Kyrie Irving nearing completion on the process needed for a return to play. Could rejoin the Nets as soon as Sunday's game against the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's Kyrie could return as soon as Sunday's game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Did that have anything to do with what Kevin Durant had to say following last night's debacle where they let the Kings score 153 points? Uh, I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say, say yes. yes. Otherwise, he was Why gonna wouldn't fi- I? Otherwise, what? he was going to fire up the old trade demand. <laughs> fire it up, baby. It's an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> fire it up. Got three years left on my contract after this one, uh, that's, but who cares? That is number two. ESPN announcer Dick Vitale back calling the game. Matchup last night between Kentucky and Michigan State in the 2022 Champions Classic. Absolutely awesome for Dick Vitale to be back after he missed uh, last year uh, fighting lymphoma. Here is Dick uh, during the broadcast. You're back in the groove like riding a bike? Well, yeah, it's, you know, really, this is the best medicine I can have. See, of course, uh, I'll tell you one thing, it beats laying in the hospital doing chemotherapy. I can guarantee you that. And I'm just having so much fun. The people have been so great, so kind, all day at the hotel. I just can't say thank you, thank you, thank you to so many who encouraged me, inspired me to really battle and to win that battle. Awesome stuff with Dickie V. No doubt about it. No Great to hear him it. back. Did you see Oscar Sheewe in that game, though? Even though it was a losing effort, 22 points, 18 boards? Yeah, he's going to be good. <laughs> right, let, me, let me rephrase that. He, he is, is good. good. Yeah. He is good. He is good. Uh, and then finally, American Treasure and Flyers head coach John Tortorella was asked for an assessment of his team during an in-game interview with ESPN. 
during the Flyers' 5-4 overtime loss to the Blue Jackets last night. Torch, you guys give up the first goal. Just just thoughts on your team's start here so far in the first 15-plus minutes. We suck. We haven't forechecked. We haven't done anything as of right now. What do you want to see differently? Forecheck. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate how candid he was. Yeah. We suck. We haven't forechecked or anything as of this point. What do you want to see your team do better? Forecheck. What do you think the emphasis at the next practice is going to be? Forecheck. That's like what an in-game interview in the movie Slapshot would yeah. look like. Yeah. I think forecheck is the equivalent of being able to stop the run. Yes. Like that, that's I would what agree. It is. That's what it is in hockey. Like, if you can't stop the run, it's going to be a problem. I, I would agree. Yeah. That, that would be exactly what it's like. It's that fundamental. And according to Dominique Foxworth, though, that doesn't matter. My guess is, <laughs> my <laughs> guess is this will not be the last time that we hear, we hear torts this year with something funny like that in the middle of an in-game interview. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm here for it. Hockey's got some great personalities, man. Great person. I'm so glad that hockey's back at ESPN. Yeah, it's and I it's, know our very own Ryan Matlack is ecstatic that hockey is. Back I am on shedding ESPN. a tear right now. That yeah. was one of the most beautiful lines I've ever heard from you, Mister Canty. You keep <laughs> Absolutely. It going. Absolutely. We got to bring back on thin ice with Ryan Matlack. Do we? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, it has to happen. Okay. I demand it. All right. There we go. The horn. There we go. On thin ice. Okay. It has we to need come to, back. What we what, what we need to do is all right. If it's going to come back, we need to talk with our editors. Wow. Just, uh, all I'm saying is... I think Ryan Matt, Matlack unfiltered is the best way to go. Uh, Matlack, no, it's not that. It's Matlack, you uh, can get a little wordy when it comes to the We'll NHL. see you tomorrow. Hater. Hater. 